You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature current pop music hits from the first half of January 2022. And you can follow along and listen to this music that we're discussing by going onto our Instagram account at Half Hour Podcast. That's at F half hour podcast and click the link in our bio to save and listen to the playlist. Um, our first episode in this pop space, which we're going to alternate between the shows that we're seeing still in the Broadway space and also the pop music that we're either consuming and listening to, whether that's full albums, music videos, and current singles released by current pop stars and Broadway stars, because we will feature them as well. But today, what the podcast is normally going to do is feature an album in the first section or second section of each month. And this one will start with... RuPaul's new album, Mama Ru. Yes, this is a new album that just came out from Miss RuPaul. Yes. So this was released on January 7th. Um, It's RuPaul's 14th studio album. And it hit the streaming services for us all to listen to, actually alongside the first episode of season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race. So, already something interesting there. Um, this album is released on RuPaul's label Ryko Inc. And, or Ruko Inc. Its length is 30 minutes. Haha, <laughs> how funny. And every song was written by RuPaul and Frederick Menino. So, my initial listen to this album, I wasn't really truly blown away. Um, what I find interesting with Ru is that it's like she's the drag queen version of Madonna sometimes in the pop space. Um, she's always picking up on music trends. And I'm not sure if you're really aware of many of these like edgy pop stars right now, but they're all dabbling in this hyper pop space. So this album I found really had a lot of hyper pop influences to it and what that that's that sound that you hear of that hard heavy bass it's kind of grungy and gritty and it's interesting that rue is putting it out an album with this sound right now because that sound is already kind of leaving the pop genre so certain artists like shy girl and kim petras and charlie xcx they all use this hyper pop space like last year kind of over the last couple of years it was kind of dabbling in the the pop space it was dabbling in the tiktok space people were listening to it but like they're already moving out and they're going back to their normal pop influences so for me it's like okay i find rupaul does this a lot and when RuPaul probably should have released this album, she didn't. And she waited for like her business initiative of releasing it with Drag Race. So I, I always find it funny because I'm like, mm, like, why? You know, like, what, what were your initial thoughts on this album? It, it's interesting because I actually, I, I totally agree with you that I think um, comparing RuPaul to Madonna is very interesting to me because they were so successful in the 80s, 90s, even into the early 2000s a bit. And now it's like, I'm pretty sure they're actually probably both around the same age. They're probably, they're both in their early 60s, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, which is amazing because they both look great and are working and doing their thing for their ages. Um, I find that maybe on popular opinion, I find that RuPaul does best 
with singles. Yeah. Um, a single song stands out to me more when it's used on the show, when it's played in a commercial of, or when it's used in a dance video or when it stands out as a single. Right. Um, so maybe releasing some of these, maybe just releasing single, maybe Madonna would do better like that too. Like, I don't know. Maybe it would be better just releasing a single I'm not saying you can't do albums, and please don't take this as like, oh, I'm being ageist or anything, because there's nothing wrong with, look at people like Barbra Streisand still releasing albums into her age. I mean, people are still doing it. I just wonder, I think people like Madonna and RuPaul are are paving the way for what is it like to be making music much later in your life, similarly to the music you were making 20, 30, 40 years prior. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't. Regardless of that, I also did wasn't a huge fan of this album. There were a couple of songs that I liked. I do like the just what they want. I think yes. that's the first song. I really, really like that one. Some of them, it was interesting. Towards the end of the album, two or three songs blended. I was listening and I didn't even realize we were on to the next song because they sounded so similar. And from a musical perspective, they almost sound like, are they all in a similar key? Do they all have the same tempo? Do they all have the same bass? It's almost like just the words have changed. And it's like one continuous song. I'm, I have a hard time believing that some of those last few songs on this album are like, not one giant song. Well, one of them you know? was a reprise. Yeah, album, I remember which that. A, which I kind of found interesting itself because the album's short. Mm-hmm. It's not long. Yeah. And it's these club-ish tracks. And it's I'm, obviously it's what's happening in the clubs and it's happening in that dance style space. But I don't know. For me, it's just like, I think what the album's missing is it's just her classic drag queen anthems that we have. Like mm. the kitty girl, the sissy that walk. Right, right. And it's like, I don't know if we necessarily needed an album like this. And I think that's what I'm trying to say as well, where we have these influences from pop culture, Mm. but do they work for certain artists? Does this work for RuPaul? Yeah. And I was noticing some of the lyrics and I don't know if you really honed in on some of the lyrics on some of this, but it's very like, I am the mother. I am in charge. And like, I, there was one line, I'm going to paraphrase all of this, but there was one line where it was like, um, I, a hundred queens were on a show because of me or it was something like that. Yeah. It was like, I have brought a hundred queens to the limelight or so, I don't know. I, I was something like that. And then there was also like, I wasn't the first to do this, but I was brave to do. Yeah. She says something in one of her rap sections about like, I was, I'm not the first drag queen and I know it, but I also did a lot. So it's like, it was a little self-righteous. Like we get it. You're really popular. You're amazing on what you do. You did pave the way and you're awesome. I don't know if I would ever get to a phase of my life where I would sing a song about how amazing it was of the things that I did and put it in a song. I don't know. I just noticed a lot and of the I songs think were that's like something that RuPaul kind of always has gloated on is like she knows she's the best yeah. or she knows that she's given so much to so many of the mm-hmm. drag queens in the space and it's just like yeah, but be humble. Right. And it was like, and I understand, I, I, the one thing I thought was kind of cool was this whole like mother phase. Yeah. Like I am mother, I am in charge, listen to me. And I get that. And that's cool. Like own that. Like you've gotten to a career point where you have all the, like she says, like my children or my, you know, yeah. my, my queens and things like that. Right. So it, it was cool. I, like I said, there was a few songs I liked. I would say overall, I wouldn't know why this needed to be a full album release. Maybe a couple of these could have been released as singles and maybe... That is the future. I don't know really, you know, this could be another conversation for the day, but what is the pop future? Is it an album? Is it a single? Is it an EP? Is it a few singles over time? Because even, we'll go to talk about Adele in a second. This latest album, 
there are some really great songs on this album. As a whole, I don't think this album stands up to what her previous albums yes. did. So we could talk about that, but well, I think it's interesting. So know? this is a common theme you're going to find throughout this podcast today is business decision versus art. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we talk about this Mama Rue album, is this a business decision or is this art? Um, it's basic. I look at it as business. Yeah. I, find I have that- a show coming out. I have another show coming out. I need to stay relevant. I need to sound cool and hip. And, right. and let me release one of these like clubby, clubby things, uh, albums. And so that's kind of always business. been what, uh, well, RuPaul, obviously when you watch Drag Race, you learn that everything is a business move mm. outside of the show as mm. well. Whether it's a book coming out or it's music coming out or there's a music video or even featuring the drag queens mm. on the music. So much of it is business. Go stream RuPaul right now. Right. It's, it's said on the show and she has no shame doing it. And she's um, and there's she clearly knows how to run a business with her team because yeah. it's very successful. Many Emmy Awards, many awards. Which it's fine. But at the same time, whereas I thought Rue was making a lot of art in the the beginning of her career with things like Supermodel of the World and Glamazon and Sissy That Walk After, where these club drag queen hits, to me this seems like an easy easy filler album. Yeah, yeah. It's almost a very filler. Yeah. And I don't... I don't. I'm not going to be listening to this album probably in and, ten years. No, and the ti- <laughs> the timing of it, it's very clubby. Yeah, like you would dance to some of it. You would probably like listen to some of it at like a um, happy hour at a bar somewhere. And I'm like, oh, with like COVID being the way it is right now, like cl- a lot of people are dancing and clubbing outside in the summer and things like that. So right now, I don't know what clubs are like right now. People are still going out and doing things, but like. This could have maybe come out in like May when yeah. like everyone's getting ready for summer vacations and driving and like going to clubs and restaurants and dancing. And I well, think maybe- I think this just goes back to the art part of this. If this was art to Rue, Rue would have released this when Hyperpop was having a trend. Sure, which right. and instead she released it as a business move when she released her show, which is fine. But at the same time, now this is almost sounding like a washed up hyper pop album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Right, right, right. You know? So, yeah, I mean, like I said, a <laughs> couple of good songs. I did have but- a couple of favorite tracks, Just the way, just What They Want. I think you said that too. Catwalk and Who Is She. Yeah, Catwalk my, was my other My, one. my like standout that. tracks. Yeah, yeah. Which will be fine. You know, I'm sure we'll hear them all over this yeah. drag race season. There we go. Um, now we're going to move on to the new music video section of. The podcast. We're going to start with Adele's Oh My God. Yes. This was directed by Sam Brown. It had cinematography by Roman v- Vazanyov. Um, choreography by Megan Lawson and editor Sam Ostrov. I, let's see. Where do we begin with this music video? Well, let's start with the song itself. <laughs> the song I think too. the song is really great. I, it's got a great beat. It's got a really nice structure. Yeah. There's like lyric, chorus, lyric, chorus, bridge, whatever. You know, I think I, I think there's a bridge. I, it's got a nice flow to it. It feels good. Yeah. And like it, to me, I call it in my brand. I call it a locked in. When a song locks in, you could tell like it's just been mastered and written well, and it's not messy. It's not like all over the place. I just really it shows off her vocal technique. Um, I really, really enjoy the song. I love the song. Yeah. I thought that this was my first standout song. I also love a great pop, you know, album track. Yeah. So for me, this this definitely was the original standout for me. This is what I gravitate towards. I don't really love ballads all the time. Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. And that's fine. But I love a great pop bop. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is one of the only on the album. So for me, this was always a standout. I mean, actually, what's funny is I was reading from a lot of people that this is 
probably their least favorite song on the album. Oh, okay, okay. A lot of people, uh, whether it's a TikTok ranking or something like that, okay. a lot of people put this kind of towards oh, the interesting. end. Oh, interesting, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe lyrically, but I think that this song tells a story, and I think this video, uh, this song really needed this video accompaniment. Accompaniment, right, exactly, because I feel like, well, the cinematography and direction of the video is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It looks like one single shot. Um, I would love to know a little more, like, you know how much of it how how much of it is edited because she keeps changing outfits that keep yeah. appearing people and I, if that's edited to be multiple things right. I mean then wow like it looks really really amazing the talent that she's putting there the dancers the uh, also just like the hair and makeup design the if there's wigs or not you know the, but the hair the costumes the the fire the there were so many elements and I was like oh this is cool also uh, it's interesting that she sits down I noticed in it, She's always she sits a lot in her she videos. I've noticed lot. that. Um, there's one where she's sitting in a chair in an empty room for a long period of time. She, there's one where she's driving a car and she's sitting down. I kind of think it's cool. I have no idea if it's done on purpose or not. <laughs> but she has this like I sit in my gown or my skirt in my chair and yeah. I love it. I just think it's cool. I think in well, in a way like it kind of simple. She, it's simple and I kind of, I think she owns the whole like you know some. Pop stars shouldn't be dancing in some of their videos, and they do anyway. <laughs> and she doesn't. I'm not saying her music lends to her to be dancing. She just kind of stands in groove. She's a singer. Yeah, she's a vocalist. Vocalist. So you know, when you see Celine Dion, when you see some people who just stand and sing, I think that is great. Yeah. And I was like, yes, you just own your space. You command your space. And she's gorgeous and stunning. And I think it was just a beautiful but, video. And also with this music video, you know me, I love a hidden message. And I found um, that there was so there was such a hidden message. Year. And I don't know if you picked on this, but it's like it almost had this like biblical hidden message mm. to it, whether like temptation. Okay. Sure. So all of these things were in there signif- signifying like many different things, whether there's the snake and the apple. And also the name of the song is Oh My God. Yes. I don't know if God religious has anything to do with that, you know. But so for me, it's almost like Adele's having her like redefining moment of herself right now. And it's mm. like, let's leave certain things in the past. You picked up on the chair, the represented the representation of the chair burning. Right. Burning her past, burning the tracks when she was married. Yeah. Burning that past. And also not giving into temptation. Yeah. She's sing she's singing, and there's a group of people dancing behind her. Why is she not joining it? Right. You know, what does that mean? Also. You you see things like of her holding the power, her holding the rope to the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the the girl picking the flowers, like the he loves me, he loves me not style yep, video. Yep. It's like, uh, where does she – and then there's that scene of her going back and forth with each other. Yeah, is yeah, she, yeah. Is she looking at herself? Is she her own victim? Yeah, yeah. Well, she talks a lot about this being a new re- yeah. restart, this album. I love how all her albums hit at different points in her life. I'm a huge fan of her older albums. I, I Like I said, I think there's some good standout songs on this. I don't like every song on the album. Right. Um, I think every album has that, though. You know, And so I think this was cool to start putting some visuals to what she's trying to say in this. And we've been waiting a long time for this. It's been a few years. We've been saying, when's the next oh, Adele yeah, album? Oh, yeah, we were definitely waiting a long time. Yeah. So this is on the, on the business versus art side. Like Adele has recently been talked about um, because she has, wants no part of TikTok. Okay, and okay. I feel like you're going to praise her. For yeah, that. maybe exactly. <laughs> it's like I have nothing against the platform. I think I just, what, yeah. what what she's saying though is she's not creating for TikTok. Right. She's not creating for business. She's creating for art. She's creating music, yeah. which music and she needs creates to... art. And what I think 
I find also interesting with her is like she could have saw all of the comments about this not being a favorite track on the album, but she's going to make it a favorite mm. track on the album. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me is not business. That's art. That's yeah. her saying, I love this song. I'm going to create a great video to this song and I'm going to put this song out. And actually the song's probably going to trend on TikTok down because it has the pop cap- um, capability. And also what TikTok did when she said all of those things, she's now gone viral on TikTok yeah, of course, with the right. whole Megan Thee Stallion right. remix and all that stuff. So it's now funny where she's like, I don't want to be part of yeah, TikTok. Yeah. And now it's like, you're part of TikTok no matter what. Well, whatever people <laughs> do with her music and use it in a way, she She's just trying to say from an initial writing and production standpoint. Of course. Not it. You know, and some, I'm sure there are some people who are creating just for an Instagram, TikTok. Oh, we're going to uh, go into one right know, now. Okay, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, we are actually. Which we're, is? Actually, we're, we're literally going to go into one right now because um, Kim Petras yes. uh, released Coconuts. Right. And this actually, uh, she released a dance music video for this song. Now, this song, she actually teased all over TikTok, basically put it out on TikTok and made it for TikTok uh-huh. it, and, and created the viral effect with this song. Right. And she did it in many different ways by getting the LGBT community behind it, number yep. one, and creating videos, getting RuPaul's drag queens behind it mm-hmm. and making videos all about TikTok, uh, all about coconuts. Right. And you want to know what she did? She would comment anytime someone uh, made a video. So now you're getting celebrity interaction. fan interaction. Which is great. Because I want to create a video now because I want Kim Petras right. to come. So there we go. It's a, it's a, right. So it's like, oh, and who knows if it was her doing it or, or if it was a team member doing right. it. But no matter still, what, it, works. it still is like Richie Grosso makes a video on TikTok to, to Kim Petras' coconuts and then she's going to comment on it. Right. I will not be making a video. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but like that every video that was made, yeah, she sure, commented sure. on it. To where she now just made a dance music video. But this video was completely done in TikTok style. Yeah, and that's probably why I didn't like it. I <laughs> know that I didn't like it. I mean, I, 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 I actually really, what's sad is I really like the song and I really <laughs> don't like the video. But I really thought the song was, like, I just could listen to the song Driving to the Beach or, like, <laughs> you know, hanging out. and But then to, like... To be watching this video, which is like, I don't know. Yeah, she's they look great. They're dancing, whatever. But it was a little boring to me. I understand that the point of it was just yeah, to do TikTok dancing. I don't love the video. It was elementary to me in terms of just the moves and the... I don't love you know. the video, I, I but I understand the video. But is it going too far? Like doing... Is what? it going too far to literally take the artistic integrity behind the song and whatever you're doing and now just making a video for a platform to hopefully go viral? Well, that's what she's doing, it seems. And guess what? If it works, great. If it doesn't, of I don't know. Like maybe you sh- and she's done music videos and she actually looks great and sounds no. great in them. I- I'm just saying this one seemed very for the masses. I know. You know, I know that she creates other music and she creates other music videos and maybe she hasn't had that moment where she's burst into the pop music yeah. scene yet because it's very uh, niche. Yeah. Right now, being in the LGBT community and listening to it, like, obviously, we all know who she is. and But, like, does everyone else know? You know? And right. I think that's why she's trying to break ground on a platform like TikTok to maybe get some more um, more people to her catalog. Yeah, and there's also something to say about, like... Um you know, what are the rules in the industries right now? So, like, are there rules? rules Right, so you do whatever you have to do to get there. There's no rules anymore, especially when you see an artist like Doja Cat, who literally 
got famous for making a viral video on YouTube and then also like going viral on TikTok. Right. She now has the space to create whatever she wants. But it's like the, the general masses decide your fate in a way and not radio and not contracts or not specific. Th- yes, those too. But yeah, what do the masses want? And the masses are using things like TikTok to find songs and new artists. And things. But that now shapes you as an artist yeah. because someone like Adele was able to shape herself into the artist that she wanted to be. Yeah. But would Adele be able to do that now? Well, if she was just starting it, out. It's hard because a lot of her music is ballad. Yeah. And so you have to realize where does ballad live? Mm-hmm. Does ballad live on TikTok and Instagram? Yeah. But well, also, yeah, because Celine Dion, who is having a viral moment on right. uh, TikTok right now with uh, an old track. Right. It's ballad. Right. You know? Right. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it really, it shows that whole business versus art. Is right. Kim Petras creating the art she wants or is she making a business play? Right. You know? Right. And the pop music industry is business. Right. So it's interesting. It is. And now we're going to move over to a little bit of a new pop music section of yes. the podcast. We'll go through a couple of these tracks, what we're liking about them right now. They're just new artists or old artists making new music. And this is more like the single bass stuff. So Gail, who has the viral trending track on TikTok right now for ABCDEFU, um, this song, it's not extremely new but it it's viral right now so i want to talk about it because Mm -hmm. i i find this story to be super interesting creating a tiktok trend but actually creating a story behind it yeah so i think i've told you this once before but she posts this tiktok video and says i want to write a song someone comments a write a song about a b c d e f G, you know, and that song person actually happened to be someone from her team who wrote that comment on her post. So then she then releases the song after, but she shows like the writing structure of it. So it's almost like one of these like kind of made up marketing stories, which I find super interesting because like people are like, oh, wow, this is really cool. She came up with a song and did this, but like, is it real? You know, no, she already had the song written and it's cool. Uh, I like the song. Um, I do too. I think it's really catchy. It's fun. It's, it's kind of like punk rock kind of jam out like angsty. And I I think it's great. I think it's cool. And it's something, it's another story here about someone going viral on TikTok and now like she's being played on the radio. So she, it's moving from the platform into the pop space. It's dominating that pop pop space now. So, uh, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, Katy Perry is back with the DJ Alesso, uh, producer DJ, uh, with the song When I'm Gone. I, I'm loving this for Katy Perry. She's mm. back with something that we're used to, which is dance pop music. Uh, she was kind of away from the pop scene for a while, and things were flopping, and now I... I, I I like it, you know. <laughs> I, I like bubblegum Katy Perry. I like old, like, I kissed a girl. I like the um, California girl. I like the, like, the that splashy kind of, like, pop. This is not my thing. This, well, it's, it's dance pop. Yeah, but it's, like, too downer for me, for her. I don't really like the serious. Like, on Last Friday Night, the comedy in that, the bizarreness of that, love it. Yeah. I love her quirky stuff. It's silly. It's light. I don't really like the whole, like, let me be a pop star now moment. It, it sounds good. She yep. can sing. It works. I'm just not. I wasn't a huge fan of this. All right, fine. it's just okay. For me. It, but this could be leading to a great Katy Perry record. I'm just saying. Mm, to be determined. Okay. <laughs> uh, next, we have the weekend. I'm loving this track right now for "Take My Breath." 
I love the disco influences in this. Um, I have not listened to the full album yet, which maybe that might be reviewed at some point, but I really, really like this track. So all of the songs that you're put on this playlist um, that you all should go check out that um, Jeff curated here for this playlist, this one is my favorite one. Oh. Because I love, it's like listening to an ABBA song. <laughs> and I love my ABBA, and it is so disco. And it's, once again, it repeats that take my breath, and dun-dun-dun-dun, it, it sticks in your head, it's catchy, yep. and I like that. And it's long. It's like five minutes. It maybe? is long. And I, but, but it's an homage to what disco tracks used to be. Yeah. They used to be eight minutes long, ten minutes, because you would dance and dance. You could play this and run this and dance and dance and dance. Mm-hmm. I think that was very cool. Am I a huge The Weeknd fan? Maybe not. It depends on the song for me. Yeah, this was a great song. I think it's a great song. I really I'm, love it. I'm loving it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Up next, we have Alaska, drag queen from um, RuPaul's Drag Race. She has the song, Uh. Yeah. <laughs> this I thought was fun. Okay. I'm, I'm a little on the fence, mm-hmm. but I actually discovered this on one of the pop music trending playlists. So I was like, this is actually super cool that a drag queen is getting pushed into the pop space. Uh, so, sure. Yeah, I, and, and like I said, a single. Yeah. Stand out. Great. Mm-hmm. Maybe the single thing is a good thing for a lot of people, you know, and I think it's, yeah, I'm on the fence about it too. It's not bad. Same. Uh, Avril Lavigne released Love It When You Hate Me. I like that she has this pop punk princess Avril back here, like old school skater boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's cool. It's a little old for me. It's okay. like you're not 21 anymore, you know, or 18, whatever you were when you did that stuff. I, right. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, years and years, and Kylie Minogue have a track out called Starstruck. Mm. This I really love. Um, right now, I find like the influences of pop stars, like the old school pop star into year and years music video, uh, music. It, it's just, I really find it to be fun. I was on the fence about it. I've listened to it a few times now and I'm grow- it's growing on me more and more. I like it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's newcomer Gracie. She has a track out right now called Sad Song. Now, this has been on repeat for a while. And uh, there's a lyric in here and it's like, sometimes all I want is a sad song. That ain't what the radio is playing. And I love hearing this because if you listen to the track originally, you would probably be like, wow, this is a fun pop song. And then you listen to the lyrics and she's going through a breakup yeah. and she's having this really sad time. Yeah. I, I, I really, okay. I'm really interested in seeing what she does. Yeah, sure. Um, and she's actually doing something really cool on TikTok right now where she's adding verses to be like if she was featured on pop songs. Got it. So kind of. that's cool as like an yeah. art form for her and showing that she writes. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. It's pretty cool. Um, and w- there's two tracks left. Uh, there's called Lights, and she released a real uh, a new track called Real Thing. This is cool, kind of bop, chill, p- pop song. Um, do you love it? Um, it was okay. Okay. Some of these were not as big for me, but that's okay. I'm, maybe they grow. They grow on me, you know. And yep. then the last song is Rylan James, I Give Everything. And, and he's... He, I think, is going to be one to look out for. Yeah, it sounds like he's still just new at this, so maybe he's trying time. to. I find find his footing, I think, as a male pop star, but he's also a queer artist. So I always like to show mm-hmm. case queer artists in the space mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, love that. But yeah, so this. Oh, oh, oh there it is. <laughs> there it is. There's the wrap timer. Wrapping it up. So, so uh, I want to end each podcast with uh, the tracks that we talked about, and we're going to play a little game called Bop or Flop. Bop or Flop. And cool. it's going to include our music videos and a track that I've selected from the album. So right now, we're going to play this. So RuPaul's Just What They Want. Bop or Flop? Bop. Bop. Definitely. Great. Adele's Oh My God. 
Bob. Done. <laughs> Kim Pem trusts coconuts. Bob. <laughs> Gales, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. Bob. Bob. Yes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Alesso and Katy Perry's When I'm Gone. Mm, Bob for me. Flop for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't think this is our Fine. best stuff. Sorry. Uh, the Weekends Take My Breath. Bob. Bob with a capital definitely. B. I love it. Alaska's uh. uh. I kind of put this as like. I don't know. I hate I, to say flop. Like, I put it on the fence. I'll keep it on the fence. Okay. Keep it on the fence. Avril Lavigne's Love It When You Hate Me. Uh, flop. <laughs> Sorry, flop. I'm not a big okay. fan. I wrote on the fence. Okay. Years and Years and Kindly Minot. I put Bob. First, yes, Bob. Yep, yep, yep. Gracie's Sad Song. Um, fence. Bop. Okay. Definitely okay. a bop. All right. I'm it's a bop when I say it's a bop. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> Light's Real Thing. Mm, not a fan. I'm going to maybe say I, flop. I wrote that this is going to flop in the pop space. Yeah, but yeah. Sorry. And then Ryland James, I Give Everything. Uh, this I is put. fence for me because I think it's still so new. I, this specific song, I don't really know. Maybe him as an artist will be well, I wrote Bob. Bad, with a lot of bops. I think it's Bob. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, this little fun bop or flop game that we're doing here, it, we're going to play this on our Instagram stories as well. So everyone's going to get to vote bop or flop. Cool. Uh, so do it because yes. I want to know your opinions. Yay. But this uh, was great. This was a great uh, opportunity to talk about a lot of this new stuff coming out. And then, yeah. you know, and so y'all make sure you head over to that playlist, right? Where can they yes. go find the playlist again of all this music? So. I, we just want to thank you all for listening first, and then we hope you enjoy this style of the pop. We want to get your feedback on this. Um, do subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. Leave us a review if you love what you heard today. We also want you to join our conversation and engage with us. Um, head over to our Instagram account at Half Hour Podcasts. Come on our latest post and click the link in our bio. That's where you'll be able to find the playlist about the music that we're talking about. Great. Um, we'd love to hear from you on some new artists, some new pop music, new Broadway artists, new Broadway music, mm-hmm. because I would love to include them in our playlist and discussions. So, yeah. We're moving forward. We got, as you all know, two worlds. We bridge the worlds of theater and pop. So our mm-hmm. podcast is going to kind of be bouncing back and forth between those two worlds. You'll get some Broadway podcasts coming up and some pop music podcasts is what 2022 is all about for us. Ooh, it's going right. to be fun. Yay. So until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. Signing off for now. Ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.